Massive Brand Bosses, I am excited to bring to you today Letitia Stiles, who is an author, speaker, business coach, and she's helping her clients take an existing skill and turn it into an online business, thus creating coins. She's also the president of Financial Success Media. She's training programs, and she has been featured in so many notable publications that includes Forbes, Fast Company, and Business Insider. And so today, we are going to dissect what she calls the anti-webinar and show you how to create a six-figure webinar so that you can blow up your business and, of course, create coins in your life and take your existing skill and turn it into an online business. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to Massive Brand Podcast with Tanya Watkins. This podcast was created for lady bosspreneurs who are looking to create a personal brand that stands out, package their greatness, and monetize their hustle. Tanya, the founder of Massive Brand Consulting, is a brand and online monetization strategist who believes that with smart hustle and sassy marketing strategies, you can become a boldly confident influencer in your market build a loyal, engaged community, and create much more than a six-figure business. Ladies, we have in the building Letitia Styles, and I'm so, so excited for you guys to listen in. We're talking about all things webinar. So if you're looking to build a six-figure webinar, you need to listen to this episode. So Letitia is the founder of Creating Coin. She is a business coach. She is an author, speaker, She's done so many things in the online space. And so without further ado, because I could go on and on, I'm going to pass the mic to Letitia so she can let us know all about her. Thank you, Tanya. I'm so excited to be here. I appreciate you having me on. Um, yeah, so I guess I just wanted to hop in quickly with just talking about uh, going into, you, know, you said you mentioned six-figure webinar. And, you know, when I first discovered that I had helped clients create a six-figure webinar, honestly, I was, I was kind of surprised. I, I didn't realize it. I didn't realize it myself. And it, it came from, you know, me reaching out to a couple of clients because I was actually putting together my own webinar to start selling my um, business coaching services. And in particular, I wanted to sell the service that I offer of helping people with sales funnels and webinar sales funnels. And so when I reached out to a couple of clients, um, you know, one client got back to me and she shared her numbers and she made, you know, over $102,000 um, over the past 12 months with the webinar that we put together. And then I recently had another client that I, I spoke with and she just hit the $95,000 mark with the webinar that we created together. And it's just been really, really exciting to see that, especially when I think about kind of where I started. And um, I'm not sure, you know, if, if everyone's familiar with my story, but, you know, I started out as a financial coach and I've, I built my platform as a millennial personal finance expert. And I had the opportunity to be featured on my Forbes and Business Insider. And I've worked with brands like Progressive and Discover and all of that. And I started doing financial coaching for, for my clients. And I, I got to the point where I realized that, you know, there were basically two ways that you could, you can manage your money um, and you can get ahead. And that is you can either save more money or you can make more money. And what I realized was that as I was going through the financial coaching, most people who were coming to me wanted to figure out how they could make more money. And that was much more exciting to me as well. I, um, even though I knew 
about budgeting and, and how to do all of that, I was really more interested in figuring out how to, how to help people earn more money. And that's the reason that I started creating coins, which is where we help emerging entrepreneurs take an existing skill and turn it into an online business. And from there, I started helping entrepreneurs with um, their marketing and figuring out how to gain clients online. And that led me to helping them with webinars. And, and here we are today at six figure webinars. <laughs> That's so, so dope. So I just want this to be like a full on action packed. Like I want you guys to be able to just sit here and take notes. So we're going to go rapid fire with questions around how you guys can go from zero to hundred K with your webinar. So um, Letitia, I have a question. So when you're doing, you know, audit, so to speak, when you're starting with a new client, what are some of the things that you're seeing that you quickly switch transform when it comes to how they've been doing webinars? Cause I feel like there's just a lot of talk right now in this online space of about webinars and funnels and just one webinar and you're going to make seven figures. So right. what are some of the mistakes that you see um, with people right now with their webinars and how they're running them? Well, the first thing that I do when I work with a new client, is I evaluate where they are right now. And because I typically work with emerging entrepreneurs, usually when they come to me, they either don't have an email list or they have a small email list or they're, they're just starting, even though they have years of experience. So I'm not talking about someone who is brand new to what they do, right? They have that experience either in their full-time job or they have you know 10 to 15 years of experience or they've been already getting uh, people results. They just haven't started their own, you know, their own thing. And once they're ready to kind of branch out and do their own thing, they realize that, well, I need an audience and I need an email list and I need this and I need that. And then they think, well, I need a webinar. And so they find me. And the first thing I do is I say, well, let's take a step back first. Let's figure out where you are right now. Because it's important to, before you even start thinking about creating a webinar, is to go into what is your message that you, um, you know, that you want to put out there? Why are people actually coming to you? Why do they even want to work with you? What's your unique selling proposition? And so I feel like that's, that's the basis and that's the foundation of, of everything that comes after, including the webinar. Once you have that foundation of who am I? what is my message, then you can start thinking about, okay, who are those people that I'd like to help? How can I help them? Can I actually get them results? And that's what I, what I mean when I say, you know, work with emerging entrepreneurs who already have experience. It's going back and thinking to what are the results that you've been able to help clients achieve already thus far? Or have you been able to achieve those results for yourself in a massive way? Uh, for example, one of my clients, uh, she's been working with people helping them quit smoking, and she's been doing that for uh, about 15, 15 to 20 years. And now she wants to do wellness coaching on her own. And so the first thing we you know, figured out, okay, well, why, why are you passionate about this? Why is it that you, that you want to do this? Why not just stay at your, at your nine to five? And so that's the first thing that we have to figure out is who are you? Why do people want to work with you? Who do you want to work with? And why should they work with you? Figure out your unique selling proposition. And then we can move into the next piece, which is your offer. So we start looking at your actual offer and 
what are those components that are essentially are like are really juicy, right? So what are the things that when when someone sees that offer, it makes it a no-brainer offer. It makes them stand up and take notice. It makes them think, I, I've got, I've, you know, I have to have it. And so you have your your why, your messaging, your platform, who you are, then you have your offer, and then we can start working on that webinar. And and that's where everything from there really starts to take off. So ladies, it's who am I? What are the results that I've been able to achieve either for myself in a massive way or for my clients? And why should they work with me, right? And so even before the offer, I find um, even when I've done audits on my clients, it's like, okay, you want to sell this, whatever the case may be, but you are a ghost online and you're calling yourself an online or digital marketer, right? Internet marketer. They're all, we're interchanging that term, but let's talk a little bit about the content creation that goes into building, um, kind of a vibe around your message so you can go into that webinar with ease. And I know you're really good at that. I see your content all over the place. You are one of the most consistent content creators. So I know this isn't really a part of the conversation, but I think it's important to know that you have to show face as well. Yeah, exactly. So when I look at and when I think about creating content, um, the first thing I think about is that that person, my ideal client, the, that that um, the person that I have in mind that that needs the message that that I have inside. And so as I'm creating the content that I have, you know, not only am I thinking about that, then I start thinking about what are the offers that I have that kind of tie into that and how do they tie in together. And how can I how can I write that out so that um, they they flow together? And sometimes, you know, the content that I put out doesn't necessarily tie directly into an offer. Sometimes it's just something that I wanted to say. For example, today um, I had written a journal entry to myself about um, trying to force things and make things happen instead of focusing on your personal development and your self development. And I thought that it would it would be helpful for someone. So I just snapped a picture of it and I typed it up also. And I, I posted that as a piece of content today. It, it didn't really lead into anything. It didn't, um, you know, it didn't have a, a sales pitch in it. But I did make sure to use my hashtag creating coins because I, I always use that. Um, and that's that's an example of just con consistently creating content. I feel like a lot of times people feel like it has to be so complicated where you have to write this long blog post or you have to create this, you know, highly produced video. And it, it really is just playing to your strengths and realizing that you, as long as you are passionate about what you do, you have a message. And if, as long as you continue to, uh, you know, continue to put that message out there, you'll never run out of, run out of content. The problem comes in when we're trying to, to force things into, a specific launch or force things into a specific, um, you know, a specific content strategy that that's, you know, that doesn't really fit your personality and who you are. And I ran into that for a little bit because, you know, I started out as a blogger and then I realized that I really don't like blogging and I prefer video. And for a while I, I just stopped writing and I thought that, well, you know, everybody says I need to blog and I guess I just, I'm not blogging, so I'm not going to put out any content at all. And then I realized that 
since I really, really enjoy video, all I need to do is just create content with video. And now I have an entire process where I create video and then I repurpose that into everything else. Um, social media posts, uh, blog posts, emails, and everything starts with the thing that I enjoy doing the most, which is, which is video. So you just have to find out what that thing is for you and then you can create content as well. That's a really, really, really good point. I find I had a client who was like, everyone's live streaming and I hate live streaming. So I'm just like, I'm stuck. And I'm like, that's to understand that you hate something like that's a really strong word. Right. <laughs> um, so let's just not use that as your marketing strategy. And so I think it's dope that you said, like, I love video. And so I'm going to leverage my love for video to create that, but also then to, you know, create other pieces of content as well. And so I'm sure you have a team of people in place that help you with that, but that's really awesome because then you show up in your highest power, right? Because that's what you love and that's how you stand out. Awesome. All right. So let's get into the webinar. If I'm okay, I have this sexy offer. Mm -hmm. I've tested it. It's proven. We've gotten some results with some previous clients and now we're looking to scale with this webinar. What's, what's the first thing I need to do? So the first thing that we do when we're looking at your webinar is we, instead of trying to write the entire thing at once, because I do fully scripted webinars where essentially I can just, you know, read from it. Um, before we write the entire thing out, we think about testing the individual pieces. So the formula that I use is one I've created. It's called the anti-webinar and it's, it's called the anti-webinar because I got so tired of all of the webinars that I was seeing that had, you know, these very specific formulas of, you know, first you gotta say this, and then you gotta say this, and then you have to, you know, do this thing. You have to make sure you repeat it this many times. And at one point, I, I just said, you know, I just forget all of it because I tried every single formula that was out there. And at one point I said, you know what? I'm just gonna forget all of this and I'm just gonna do what feels right to me. And so I created the anti-webinar formula, but it's really kind of an anti-formula because it allows you to be you while still incorporating the sales triggers that actually work, right? Because we don't want to leave those behind. Um, and so the first thing we do with the anti-webinar formula is we go through your, um, we create essentially like a mini ad. And the reason I like this is because most webinars are really, really, really really boring, um, especially when they first start, you know, even if you have someone who's super excited and saying, Hey guys, you know, we're going to get started in a minute. Okay. We're going to get started. The first thing that they do is they say, here's the title. It's like they're reading you a book. Here's the title. Here's the subtitle. Here are the three things we're going to talk about. And then now let's talk about me. And I found that, you know, you're going to lose people in the first, you know, five minutes, people say, okay, the first 15 minutes, but you know, really it's like, it's essentially the first 30 seconds. Even if somebody has signed up for a webinar, um, there's just so many distractions these days. So there's nothing that is really going to keep them in there unless you hook them in. So the first thing we do with the um, anti-webinar formula is we create um, a mini ad essentially. And it will pretty much mimic whatever your, uh, your Facebook ad was or whatever your, whatever your hook is, whatever it is that drew them into it, that made them want to sign up for it. And we make that short and punchy and attention grabbing. 
and then we move into building the credibility. Now you can do this with, um, you know, doing um, a quick intro of yourself, or you can establish credibility by sharing some details of your clients that you've worked with. And so that's why I said this is also the anti-formula because there's a couple of different ways to do it, okay? Uh, the way that I like to do it is I provide about, you know, maybe three sentences of myself and then I move into providing uh, details from my clients that help build credibility, not only in who I am and what I've been able to help my clients achieve, but what they've been able to do. And it provides credibility to the results that I'm about to show them. Then the next piece we move into is getting commitment. And that's as simple as saying, um, um, do you promise to take action with what I'm about to share with you? It's very, very simple. Then we go right into why now and why them. And the reason I do these two pieces, uh, it comes from a, um, a sales call strategy where when you first get on a sales call with someone, one of the best questions to ask is why do you want to fix this problem right now? And why did you want to work with me? Right. And so we do the why now, why them, the next piece, so that they know that this is a problem that needs to be solved right away. And why them is so they know that this is a problem that they can get solved right away. And we've already established why us in the credibility part. Then we move into uh, a big promise and sharing with them the outcome, what they're gonna actually get with the, with the, uh, with the webinar. And what I really, really like to do is, if there's going to be a sales pitch at this point, say, hey, there's gonna be a sales pitch. If there's going to be um, no sales pitch, but we're going to a phone call, then say that also. I don't like to, to keep it a secret because these days, consumers are getting very, they're just getting smarter every single day and they know what to expect. And they know when they get on a webinar that like, they actually expect not to get a whole lot from a webinar. And so if you can wow them, with what you're gonna offer them and let them know, hey, that, you know, there's gonna be a pitch that's coming, but still provide them content and, and, and great aha moments inside of the webinar, then they're going to appreciate it that much more and be that much more likely to work with you, okay? Now, all of that happens in about the first, uh, you know, 10 to 15 minutes, and then we move into the content, which uh, depending on how long or short your content is, as long as it's engaging, you know, that may be another, um, you know, 15 to 30 minutes. It doesn't need to be very long. Um, I go into the three-part sequence that I use, uh, which is very, very simple. It's just showing them what's the great thing that they want, the thing they want to avoid, and the reason why they think that they wouldn't be able to achieve it. And there's um, a specific way we break that down, and I share that with my clients inside of, um, inside of my coaching program. And then we close it out with what's the choice that they have. We disqualify anyone who's not a fit and we do a call to action and let them know how, let them know how they can work with us either by hopping on a phone call or directly to a purchase. That is so dope. I was feverishly taking notes. So I wrote this out. If you don't mind, Letitia, we're going to add it to the show notes. Yeah, sure. Of course. <laughs> so our ladies can, um, put this in action. So what I find with webinars, to your point, is the information sometimes really isn't much. And so right for me, I'm like, you know what, let me just sit and see like if I want what they're pitching. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's kind of how I, I feel at this point. Um, so I think the question, well, a lot of questions. Before, I, you, before you get to that, because yeah. 
thinking about kind of what how things are going today, a lot of people are on are watching everything via mobile. Mm. And what a lot of um, marketers and you know people don't realize is that when you're on a mobile device, there's no such thing as auto playing a video or hiding the fact that it's a pre-recorded video. Like unless it's actually live, they're going to be able to skip through. And unless you hook them in those first couple seconds, it's likely that they're just going to skip all the way through to the end to take a look at the pitch. And then you've lost your opportunity to build that value so that the pitch is that much more effective. And so it's interesting that you say that, like, okay, I just want to know um, how much it is. Because actually, um, I talked to uh, my community and I asked them, you know, what is it that frustrates you about webinars these days? And a lot of them said, there's no content, there's no, there's nothing that's actually interesting. And then all they want to do is, is sell me something. And that's really what I want to avoid um, with the anti-webinar structure. And that's why we do it the way we do it. Love it. Awesome. So some of the questions that I've gotten in terms of webinar, um, just the content creation is how to keep it engaging. And I think your formula, um, cuts right, cuts that right down, right? It's super engaging from the get go. Um, but then like how many slides do I show my face? Do I do all face, no slides? Do I do <laughs> so, <laughs> and I'm sure you've heard this before. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I, I say, do slides, do all the slides, do lots of slides. So my, my whole thing is, is I'm an introvert. Um, you know, I'm introverted in nature. I have the ability to kind of turn it on and be a performer, but at the end of the day, if I had to do a webinar with the camera on me the entire time, it would just be really draining for me because I would feel like I need to, you know, perform the entire time. And so for webinars, I actually prefer to just to hang out behind my slides. Not only does it allow me to go through the script the way I want to go through it and make sure that I'm hitting the points that I want to hit, I still make it conversational, but I make sure that I'm, you know, hitting all my bullet points and everything. Um, but it prevents me from having to worry about, um, you know, did I blink just then? And, and having that internal self-talk that, you know, could cause you to lose confidence. So I say, do, do what you want. Um, if you feel very comfortable on video and with your face showing and you don't mind doing a, you know, 30 minute presentation with your face going, absolutely do it that way. Especially if you've practiced it several times and you can, you can do it without a script or without a, um, you know, any very many prompts. Um, if you, if you speak from stage a lot and, you know, this is kind of just an extension of that, absolutely do it that way. If you're a, a little bit more nervous or if you're like me and you finish all of your slides the day before, and so you haven't had a chance to actually practice it, then absolutely hang out behind your slides. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, as far as the question of how many slides should you do, I like to follow the strategy um, which is essentially what they do on TV. If you watch any show, any commercial, anything on TV, you'll notice that they don't stay on any one scene longer than three seconds. And there's a reason for that. It's because that's the attention span. And if you stay on a scene for longer, longer than about three seconds, people's minds start to wander or they start looking at things in the background. They start because they've already kind of established, okay, this is what's in front of me. Um, 
And so it depends on the show, but it, in general, it, typically for commercials especially, um, but if you take a look at um, any shows, they're gonna, even if they're looking at one way, they may cut to a different view from a different camera and they're still looking at the same people, but they'll cut. And so that's what I like to do with my slides. For my slides, I like to um, essentially put a, um, a new thought every couple of seconds. And that means that I usually have to download my slides because my last um, webinar was, I think, 190 something slides. And as I'm thumbing through them, like one and then the next and then the next, if I have, you know, if I have them on like Google Drive or something, it just can't keep up. So I usually just download them so that I can run through them quickly. I don't have any, um, you know, a whole lot of video or anything like that, but I just download them and then I'll just kind of thumb through them one by one. And I find that that helps keep people engaged as well because you can't go check something else or look away when the slides are moving that fast and when the content is that packed because you feel like you're gonna miss something and you will. And that's why for the majority of my webinars, I have um, an attendance rate where people stay, about 80% of the people that hopped on at the beginning are there until the end. And that's very, very rare. And that's why the um, anti-webinars that we do are able to get such high conversion rates because you can get 20% conversion rate from a webinar if you have people that stay till the end. But if you can't get them to stay till the end, then you're gonna be relying on your email sequence to kind of capture the remainder of the sales. And there's, you know, once, once they leave that captive webinar, they leave that audience and you're relying on the email, there's so many other distractions. So it's important to keep them engaged on the webinar. Love it, love it. So great segue, because you mentioned email sequence. I was going to ask you, so happy you brought that up. <laughs> I was going to ask you if you have a formula for your email sequence and your um, kind of the way you go about follow-up after the webinar has been uh, broadcasted. Yeah, so the, the formula that I like is actually one that I learned from um, Russell Brunson. And I think he mentioned that he learned it from someone else and, you know, whatnot. But it's essentially, it's a soap opera sequence. And basically what it is, is the first day you send a, um, a high drama email and then you move from the high drama email into the epiphany email. And then from the epiphany, you move into the backstory, you move into um, uh, where you hit the wall, then you go into uh, the hidden benefits and then you go into the call to action. And the reason I like that sequence is number one, it flows really, really easily. And you can choose just one story and then you can break it up um, the same way that you would do with a soap opera. I mean, you watch a soap opera and they're still talking about how, you know, Johnny impregnated Susie like <laughs> for five, six episodes and you still haven't figured out because they're just kind of sharing little pieces here and there. And you can do that for the email sequence as well. So after they leave the webinar, your five part email series would either be leading them into the phone call or leading them back to the sales page. And if you're leading them into the phone call, then you just would share stories to, uh, or share a story broken up five ways to show them how, you know, uh, either working with you can make all the difference or, you know, this phone call can make all the difference. And if you're leading them back to the sales page, um, then I usually do more than like one five day sequence, I would do um, a series of emails that um, essentially draw out different pieces of what's great about what, what the offer is. 
because on the phone you can essentially sell specifically what they are looking for because you have that one-on-one -on -one conversation but over email you don't know exactly what it is that is going to draw them in and so you just start pulling out different pieces of your offer and emphasizing those pieces and sending those in the follow-up emails so as, a, as an example um, I've been doing the launch for you've got clients and you know, one thing that we do is a sales call bootcamp to help, um, you know, help people get closed sales over the phone. So there was one client that I worked with. We did her sales call bootcamp and she closed the next two calls in a row and got payments in full over the phone. And so that's just one piece of the program, but I can do an entire email about that. And that can be, that might be the one thing where they say, well, I definitely need that. So if you're just going to a sales page instead of a phone call, it's important to think about um, drawing out the different pieces of the offer to, um, you know, to see which, whichever one is the one that they actually want. Love it. That's so dope. I will share um, some links around how you guys can get a hold of the soap opera sequence. Um, I'm also a Russell Brunson fan. I think I talk about him every other episode. <laughs> I won't go off on a tangent because I know we have time <laughs> restrictions here. Yeah. Uh, Last question as it relates to the webinar, how do we go about then promoting it so that we can really optimize our time and get the most people um, on each broadcast as possible? So the one thing that I like to do is um, I call it a content blitz. And this is something that um, I share with my clients um, who are doing uh, one of my programs that's just about how to create the offer. And basically what we do is before we even announce that we're doing a webinar, before we even get there, we start with a strategy of just pushing out massive amounts of content. And it's really like lots of teasers. So it's lots of little pieces of conversation, um, you know, either talking about client results or like just asking questions or getting that conversation going in the mind of your ideal client. And so that's essentially what we do so that by the time you announce that you're planning to do a webinar, um, you've already been having that conversation and they're that much more excited about, about, you know, hopping onto the webinar and learning. And what I also like to do is kind of share the process, the creation process. So as I'm creating the webinar, I like to do Instagram stories to kind of talk about it. I like to, you know, do little screenshots and, and teasers and all of that. And then as far as, getting um, signups for the webinar, what I'll do is, um, obviously I do a Facebook ad, and I've also been testing out Instagram story ads as well. And for that, um, you know, I just, I just run ads about a couple of days before, so if I'm doing a live webinar, I'll run the ads about um, four, four days out, so not too far out. And then as soon as I finish doing the webinar, I can download it and get it loaded into a automated funnel that I have set up. And I, I run all of this inside of ClickFunnels. And so when that live webinar landing page basically expires, because I've already done the live version, I have it set so it'll automatically forward to the new registration page, which is an automated webinar page. And so I leave the ads as ongoing instead of having a start and end date. And now I've got this exact same ad, 
that's running, sending people to the um, to the sign up page, and then they can sign up and they can watch the webinar on demand at the um, I think I run them at the uh, every ten minutes. Love it. That's awesome. So you you mentioned something, and I didn't even know we were going to get into this, and I'll make it brief, but the automated webinar. So in your professional opinion, so I've heard conflicting views mm -hmm. around when it's time to take your webinar and put it on Evergreen. What are your, what's your expert opinion on that? <laughs> um, <laughs> I just, I mean, I just do mine right away. I feel like, yes, it's good to, to do, you know, do them over and over again until you feel like you get it perfect. Like, I mean, I can understand that, but I'm personally, I'm building a business based on my personality and I could not imagine, I, I've tried it, like doing a webinar, the same content over and over and over again, I, I, I literally, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't enjoy it anymore. And so my presentation, my, the value um, and the level of energy that I bring to the presentation wouldn't even be the same. So in that sense, by the, you know, 50th time I did it, I would be so bored as heck with what I'm presenting that it, it wouldn't even be as effective. So what I do is um, I might do it um, about maybe three times. It's probably the max of what I'll do. And my goal is to bring um, as much energy as possible to that, that first one, that second one, that third one. And the only time I'll do it again is if I feel like there's really something really, really important that I've missed. Um, and so I, I typically automate mine right away. And you know if I have a webinar that converts really well, like one that I recently did um, for, for my monthly membership converted at 20%. If I have one that converts well like that, I know that um, doing it automated, it's probably going to convert around 5 to 10% for cold traffic. So like I'm absolutely fine with that as far as automating it right away. Um, but if I do it live and then it doesn't convert really well live, well, then that means that um, you know, maybe there's something that I need to tweak and then, yeah, I'll probably will need to do it again. Absolutely. So I love that. So basically know your numbers and know what feels good. And if you want to do a webinar a week for the rest of your life, do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> it doesn't even sound like fun when you say that. You want to do a webinar for the rest of your life every week? <laughs> Or until you hit seven figures, whatever. <laughs> and you um, know what's funny is that one of my one of my mentors, he even said, and he hit seven figures with his webinar. He said that he didn't do his webinar live every single time. He did it live. I think he did it live maybe three times, and he got the conversion rate that he wanted. And he said he automated it right away. And and from that point, he had I think he had made um, maybe about fifty or sixty thousand from it at that point. And then he automated, and that's how he made his first million um, within the span of three months. So, I mean, I, I think the advice, I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, you probably you probably do. He's kind of a, a superhero-ish guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you you know if you if you have a webinar that converts and you don't want to do it every single week there is evidence that shows it's not necessary to do it every single week. So it's important to stay true to you and who you are and build a business that you don't want to vacation from. That's what I want to do, period. Love it. 
Well, with that being said, I want to just thank you so much for spending time with us today. Uh, this was so much information. I literally took two pages of notes. <laughs> so ladies know that the show notes are going to be on and popping. So Letitia, they're going to be wanting to know more about you and how they can find you. So um, tell us where we can find you on social. Yeah, so um, I'm most active on Facebook, even though I've been getting more active on Instagram as of late. So I will say go to um, Instagram first. You can um, find me at Letitia Styles TV, okay? Um, and then if you'd like to find me on Facebook, just search Letitia Styles and you'll see me pop up. You can either add me as a friend um, and you can also like my page. Absolutely fine, either one. Um, I don't publish a whole lot of like, promos and like business stuff on my personal page. Um, it's more of um, an integration of life and business. So if you want just like straight up business stuff, definitely go to the, the public page. And, um, and yeah, if you'd like, um, I do have a free gift that I'd like to offer, which is my video series. I call it my, my bank account filling video series. <laughs> it's called uh, eight steps to 8k. And this is a series that I shared when um, I was in the process of hitting my first 5k month and while I was sharing the series um, I actually hit my first five-figure month which was $11,000 in a month and I was basically sharing the mindset of what it required and what it took for me to get to 5k and I will tell you that once you can get to 5k in a month there's nothing stopping you from doubling that and getting to 10k in a month so the principles that are in there will fit whether you're wanting to hit 5k, 8k, 10k, 11k, whatever it is, 15k, 20k, the principles in those um, videos fit. So it's an eight-part video series, and um, you can get that by um, going to the link that's in the show notes, and um, you can download it immediately. Awesome. This was so much fun. Thank you so much. We're going to have to have you on again because there's so many things that we can talk about, I feel like. Yeah. So this isn't the last time you guys are going to hear from Letitia Styles. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you so much for tuning in to Massive Friend Podcast. I so hope you appreciated and enjoyed this episode. And if so, go ahead and subscribe so that you don't miss out on any future episodes as well as I would love for you to leave a review. And for doing that, I'm going to give you a free gift. So go over to tanyawalkins.com forward slash free training. And of course, to stay connected, you can follow me across social media at Tanya B. Watkins and be sure to join our Facebook group, Massive Brand Incubator. Until next time.